is episode 285 of Nerd's Eye View. I'm Jordan. I'm Andrew. And we're joined by... Brendan Creasy. Welcome. Hello. Good to be on here. It's good to have you. Yeah. We need we need more of this uh, this cross-pollination of the Benview network. Mm-hmm. Well, lately I've been able to do a lot of that because Phil's been going on vacation, my co-host on Radio Brendo Man, and so I've been going around the Benview loop. That's I still good. got a few to go. Nice. Nice. Making the circuit. It's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was on there, uh, what was that, like two weeks ago? Yeah, Andrew was on there, had Benson, had Justin Keys on a while ago. Phil goes on vacation a lot, so. <laughs> nice. But we're getting ready to go on vacation this week, Comic-Con. Yeah. Excited. Oh, yeah. One more day of work. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a good time. So you guys have gone enough that it doesn't feel like working anymore. You just go for fun. Oh, I I love it. I've I'm so I've after like my fourth year, um, I kind of calmed down and right. took a zen approach to everything, and mm-hmm. it kind of changed my whole outlook on it. And so I'm I mean it's this will be my twelfth year, I think. Wow, that's awesome. In a row. That's really so, cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. But I know for some people it gets very overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, and of course, while we're at uh, San Diego Comic Con, uh, we'll record the special uh, Benview Megacast. Yeah, featuring as many Benview people as we can that are there. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. It's always a hoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited this year, just because of the recent events with Derek and Phil and all these people, and you never know what's going to happen when everybody gets put in the same <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Do do Derek and Phil actually have beef? No, okay. but I'm sure that it'll something will like it'll sure it'll They'll play come it. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what are we doing in this episode today? Oh yeah, we review movies. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> We're talking about Ghostbusters, the remake, reimagining. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Sure. Uh, after uh, before that, we're going to talk about the box office. We're going to talk talk about the top ten, uh, then the new releases. And there's uh, this, this is a big week for new releases, isn't it? I mean, except for the hmm. the the dead formats. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, there's even some TVD. Sometimes we don't have those. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we're going to have our guest the ending, our promotions, and then at the very end of the show, we're going to have our discussion where we're going to talk about the nitty gritty. We're going to get into spoilers. We're going to tell you whether or not uh, that ghost went into what orifice, and it'll be a good time. But first, let's do the top ten. All right. Count me down. I celebrated number ten. Independence Day Resurgence. You did it with number nine. The BFG. But he was actually number eight. The Infiltrator. Because he worked for number seven. Central Intelligence. And he was working to stop number six. The Purge election year. And he did that by, strangely, number five. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Because they had trouble, number four. Finding Dory. And they were helping Dory locate number three. The Legend of Tarzan. Who is more legendary than number two. Ghostbusters. <clears throat> but before you'd have to call them, you'd have to find number one. 
The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, so, Brenda, did you did you see The Secret Life of Pets? Yeah. Yeah, we reviewed it um, last week. Right. Yeah, my, yeah. my friend was the co-writer of the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I liked it. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's fun, a little dark. Yeah, there's, wow, yeah, there's some dark parts in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that part, I like that, that's one of the reasons why I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it, I also, I mean, I don't know, it's not every day when you get to listen to a character it, like that, that your friend is named after. Mm-hmm. There's the Al Derek the Crocodile, oh. Derek, named after Derek Armijo. Oh, wow. Oh, didn't know that, that's cool. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, Brian Lynch, the screenwriter, is a friend of Derek and I's, and uh, yeah, he he wrote that. He wrote Minions, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he's really he's got a good like. I think it's it's because you know with these animated movies, um, especially with, I think with um, what they're doing, they it, it's a it, it kind of hits all audiences really well, not just like kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, got a good tone. Yeah. And and I think he really also wrote to the sensibilities of the voice actors like really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, very important. And, and he even said like he would spend a lot of time with them and write and rewrite a lot of things once he once they cast like once they cast the actors and then he'd write jokes with them. I mean, especially in this one, that worked really well since a lot of them were comedians. You know, mm-hmm. you, had, you had Kevin Hart and. Louis C.K. and right people in there, but it was it was good. Yeah, their their lines did really feel true to what those comedians would say. Like it did, yeah. it did really fit. I could the tell Kevin Hart bunny especially. <laughs> oh yeah, really... that was something else. Uh, did you see anything else on the top ten list? I now? have seen. I don't go out to the movies a lot because movie theaters drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, That's understandable. And, um, but there is, we do have a new movie theater out here in Harkin, in, um, in Redlands, a new Harkins, mm-hmm. um, and they have all recliner seats, and you can actually pick your seat, Nice, which nice. goes a long way for me, and so I have been going to movies a little bit more, so I did see The Purge, mm-hmm. election year, um, I mean, I really like The Purge movies, I think they're, they, they're, they're, they're pretty silly, but they're, they're fun, mm-hmm. and they're the kind of horror movies that I will watch, because... I don't really like like jump scares. Mm-hmm. Like I really hate jump scares, and so this is kind of the more like cerebral because like the premise of it terrifies me because it just seems <laughs> it's it like it's something that like this could happen. I mean, not likely, but it's something that could happen. Mm-hmm. And in this world, like I would probably die immediately. So um, it's it's fun. And this was I like how they build on the universe like with each movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is admirable because it like, it took it took something that could have been very cookie cutter, very yeah. one dimensional, and it's just been adding more yeah. to it with every movie. It, it reminds me of the Aliens franchise in that each movie is like a different genre almost. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know? Yeah. Like the first movie is like a straight up like home invasion like movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the second one is, like, the greater world. And then the third one gets into, like, you know, the politics and and even more of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, and especially, I mean, given the current political Climbing. state, I think that yeah. was really clever on their part. Oh, yeah. Very smart of them. Um, so I saw that. And um, other than that, I mean, saw Ghostbusters, but I haven't seen anything else. I 
The only other movie that I've seen recently, but it's not on the box office list, is a Swiss Army Man, which was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I still need to see that. It's so good. Uh, is, <laughs> it's a lot. Is that like, uh, like really funny? Like I, I don't really know what the, the tone of that. Oh, Swiss Army Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so like it, it's it is it's really funny. Like it's really funny because of course it's farts are funny and it's a, mm-hmm. it is like a farting chorus. But then it's also like just really, like just sweet and um but like just i don't know i really like i I love paul dano and um and it was just so odd it was so weird and it never like i don't know it didn't it didn't sell itself short if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. it didn't it kept with the premise Mm -hmm. and it didn't like there wasn't any like winks or nudges about it and it played a pretty straight like where like this guy's adventures with his corpse friend yeah and it's pretty great hmm. all right yeah i wanted to check that out yeah but well, it, I'll it's, see it. it's really funny like a lot there is a lot of laugh i laughed a lot mm-hmm. noise yeah noise uh and then just looking at the numbers uh it's a little less yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a little less in general uh when i was filling out this section of the document uh, just all of the movies as a whole made more last week. Like people saw more movies, whereas this is this is what we're used to seeing. the The numbers are mostly concentrated in the top, mm-hmm. the top three or four, and then the other ones just trail off. Whereas last week it was crazy. Like the top five each made over twenty million dollars. Yeah. So I think just less people in general are seeing films, mm-hmm. which is which is normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think? There, there's going to be the headlines that say Ghostbusters a flop because it didn't. Oh, I've make already seen it. Fifty million. Yeah, That's because it didn't make the top I, spot. Most of the headlines I've seen are people surprised that it made that much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think the projections were that great. Well, that's yeah. that's kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Which to me is crazy, but yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean, the, it is what it is these days, and I don't know. I the the whole opening weekend focus i feel like it's causing so many i don't know like a negative viewpoint on stuff that doesn't really need it because andrew you brought it up before like if it doesn't make 80 percent of its budget back or something Mm -hmm. in the first we during its first weekend Mm -hmm. it's considered a flop and that's just it's just nuts in a world where there's there's netflix deals and there's dvd sales and there's there's digital downloads like before it's ever available to buy, there's a whole month-long period where people can rent it on on-demand services. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it makes money there, but no one considers that. And that's that's just weird to well, me. Well, they do, but I don't think the prediction models that they have now can accurately predict like what's going to get a long tail and what's not. Well, it's not. Uh, but, yeah. but they could never do that. You or know what's what I mean? Cult get, classics yeah, just Yeah, cult happen. classics. It's that, uh, whatever they call it, the Napoleon Dynamite Factor. Yeah. Where it's like they don't know what people are just, what's going to be the lightning rod that draws What people the are going to attach yeah. to. I so. just, it's just it's just unfortunate that like we live in like, this is how it is now. Like that just, everybody, you're shooting for this. And then, so because of that, they're spending just crazy amounts of money on marketing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. You're like, right. insane amounts of money. Because that's, like, again, like, it's live or die. And, I mean, but uh, the business of film these days, I don't know. 
Because obviously somebody's making a crazy amount of money, but <laughs> if you look at like it's it doesn't seem to be the theaters, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, because they're doing everything they can. Because and like I mean, you have now like you're you're looking at like ten minutes of commercials at least, all kinds of stuff that they're doing to like try and you know make their because they're making because then they get such a little cut of that opening weekend, right? And I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's it's nuts and. And I can see, I can understand why, you know, people are crying out for originality, and and, and all these people are like, oh, bullshit remakes and, and and sequels and all that stuff. But I'm like, if I'm a Hollywood executive and I'm living or dying by opening weekend, you're gonna take those safe bets like nine times out of ten. Yeah, because so those... it's this like weird, crazy, like you you yeah, like I don't know how that uh, yeah, it's just nuts. But you're also right because. Those nine times out of tens, those those safe bets, pay for the one out of ten yeah. original movies. You know yeah. what I mean? Because those aren't going to make the money. No, they're, and they're not, and they're, and especially again, like the way the business works. But that is, but now because everything's so expensive, there is this whole new. I wouldn't say new, but there is a growth in like. I mean, it seems like the VOD market now is huge with like these smaller movies that a lot of them don't necessarily get a theatrical release, but these are really good movies, but because of just the nature of the volatile theater theatrical market, they're kind of skipping that. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of good stuff in that like middle whatever that is, that channel. So yeah. I don't know, it's it's crazy. Yep. Yep. It is. Yeah. So uh but yeah, Secret Life of Pets, number one again. With 50 million. Yeah. And it's, um, how's it doing against Dory? It, I mean, it's, it seems like it's going to last a little longer than Dory. Right. And, and I think it made more money initially. Mm-hmm. Judging from, like, kids' response, and, like, I have, um, Phil's kids are seven and five, so they're, mm-hmm. like, the target. I think Secret Life of Pets has way more, like you said, like, it's way more, la- like, they... I haven't heard them mention Finding Dory at all Mm -hmm. since they saw this movie and they've been more excited for this movie and they already have like, like I think merchandise wise, (laughs) like they've already got like toys and stuff. Right, right. And I think, yeah, I think, yeah, Illumination, they're just, I think they're, they're really giving Disney a run for their money. Like Mm -hmm. even like in that, like I think they're starting to, because they got these properties, because you know this is like their new property they can now they so now they got minions and they've got this yeah and they can just like they're expanding for sure i think i saw two two illumination trailers before this before this movie and then a bunch of oh yeah like they're 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 on their way that they've got that sing movie coming out right Mm -hmm. what's the other one and andrew andrew said that uh i hadn't seen the trailer for sing either but Mm -hmm. that actually Looked interesting to you. Yeah, it, it was crazy to me that I could see exactly what that movie was doing. That it was like, you know, American Idol, but with animals. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I loved every second of that trailer. Even and though you like, knew what it was doing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, this is dumb. I don't watch American Idol. Like, I don't care about reality shows. And neither do I. And then I watched this trailer and I go, oh my God, I want, I want these animals to yeah, succeed. Yeah, and I wanted <laughs> to see it too. And it was weird. Yeah. I'm on board. I, I, I don't really like, I don't, I'm not really a big like musicals guy, but it's not really a musical musical. Right. Um, Just a lot of singing. It's a lot of singing. And 
and I'll just the character and the animation looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Um, but the other the trailer that I saw that I was really impressed with the, the Mona. Did you see the Mona trailer? Oh yeah, the one where it's a uh, the rock. The rocks mm-hmm. character oh, yeah, that is good too. Just that animation past, yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I love the the style that they're yeah. going with that in film. Yeah, it's cool. Nice. So yeah, we shall see. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, just on that whole point of like sequels versus original, it's like you look at something like Finding Dory, mm-hmm. which you know should have been like a like more of a hit, I guess. Right. But then, you know, uh, like Secret Life of Pets had a lot more marketing. Yes, it did. And it's, but I feel like that's been marketed for like a year. So yeah. it's it's a it's a weird mix. Mm-hmm. Like you you can never yeah. predict what's going to happen in the when yeah, it actually gets down to the theater. Mark- They've been showing trailers for this since Minions, and that was last mm-hmm. summer. So, yeah. so a lot of they've just been bombarded, and especially like watching how, like getting to watch how trailers affect kids. Like I had forgotten, like and like those like imprint on your brain, especially yeah. when you're that age. Yeah. Like, and that's all they'll talk about, and they have them memorized. And now, like with the internet, like they'll be like, "Can we watch? Like, let's watch that trailer," and they'll just watch them over and over and over again. Kind of priming themselves up for yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's uh, move along out of the box office and into the new releases. Uh, here we have the new releases on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, mm-hmm. We have uh, Beavis Doge. Right. I like how you have that correctly titled there. Yeah. The the proper pronunciation yes. and spelling. It's as much respect as it deserves. Yeah. And I didn't even... We reviewed this at some point, but you know what? No. I don't want to remember. Yeah, no. I'm I don't want to no. tell you I, when because... You don't I need have to go people back. swearing yeah. up and down that I need to watch the director's cut. And I'm just like, no, I don't. No. You, you know no what? Way. I'll watch it someday, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to set time aside. No, it'll it'll happen. Not. Maybe. Yeah. You know There's what I mean? There's too many awesome things if on I, right now. If I could get a version of the director's cut that was just the stuff that they cut out. Right. So only the added 30 minutes. I don't care if it's like little snippets. Yeah. Like just Because just you can fill them into the of, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it might be a better story than the actual Yeah, just movie, show me so. what I missed. Show, show me, me what I missed. Right. Show me yes. what you think was so good that you cut it out of the movie and yep. then put it back in later and... And, and claimed it was claimed the it was right... Better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I call bullshit on all that. Yeah. I mean, the only time that's ever happened for me is the Kingdom in Heaven director's cut. Yes. Like, that was actually a better mo- movie, yeah. a better cut. I've it been made the film for years. fantastic. But that's the There's only time couple. I've ever seen that work. Mm-hmm. I've had... The only other one where I felt that way was the Daredevil. Oh, oh I've heard that is huh. a better cut. I've just never seen it. And um, Hellboy. Oh, which Hellboy oh, was yeah. great, but then his cut... Was even better, of course. Ooh. Del Toro, um, yeah. But other than that, like I don't buy into. I'm like, look, like, like I think nine out of ten times, there's a reason why those scenes are deleted. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Because I mean, like, there's I I there was so for a long time I was that guy. Like I had to buy the DVD and get the deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. And after <laughs> like again, like nine out of ten times, I'm like, well, that was stupid. Yeah. yeah. It it adds nothing. <laughs> it really does. It is like, just useless. Um, but yeah, you guys should have an on-demand section though, because like, like we should talk. I feel like we need to just mention Stranger Things because it's like the greatest thing I've watched in a long time. Yeah, I just finished it yesterday. Uh, I mean, we can talk about it for a little bit if you want. No spoilers though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I haven't seen any of it. 
Oh my God, Andrew! Yeah. I I know I'm no I'm go- I know I have to. Like, uh-huh. That's the 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 internet pretty much rose up and said this is the best thing ever, and I, I was feel like intrigued. If they, it's like they took everything that I like, and they're like, here you go. Like we're just gonna put this all in the, this nice package, and uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's oh my God, it's so good. Like, but I I it's like it's like once you start watching, you won't be able to stop. I'll mm-hmm. just give you that warning, and it's mm-hmm. it's eight episodes, so it's not too bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like. Phil and Janelle were up till 7 a.m. This like two week, two days ago. Yeah, that's yeah. how I knew I had to finish it because when Phil was like, "Yeah, we stayed up till 7." Now, okay, I don't. I mean, uh, answer what you can, but like, so this is just like one season. It's like a complete story. Um. Yes. Yeah. But okay. But it could mark, go on. It could yeah. go on. Okay. At the very end of the last episode, it it drops a little snippet like, yeah, oh, maybe a little, we're. Tease. Yeah, yeah, it's just saying maybe okay. we aren't okay. done, but the yeah. story it sets up to tell it finishes. Good. It has okay. a beginning, middle, and end. Like it, it ends. It's a it's a right. complete story. It's a good arc over the eight episodes. It's mm-hmm. A really great arc. It keeps you like guessing. It keeps you like, and then like, I don't know. It's just it's got so many elements. I mean, it's the because it's not just the '80s thing. It's not just that. It's this story is fantastic. The kids. Like again, yeah. they keep it feel like it's like if Amblin made a eight. Like it seems like it definitely seems like an Amblin project. Uh-huh. Yeah, like straight from like the eighties, but scored by John Carpenter, mm-hmm. and um, with this awesome soundtrack. And do you know what surprised me? I thought usually in this type of show, when you're covering several different groups of people, all kind of dealing with the same problems and yeah. kind of on their own paths before they meet at the end of the series mm-hmm. and help each other. Usually in a show like this, I stop caring about one of those groups. Yeah, you end up being like, oh, whatever. They're I don't boring. Care about the adults. Yeah, let me get back kids. to the people I care yeah. about. Yeah. And I loved everybody. Yeah, every group, you're like, yes, yes, more. Like, yes, yeah, come oh. on. No, 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 go help him. <laughs> They're right over here. Come on, meet up. You guys can help oh. each other. Like, it was it was incredible. It's so good. It's it's so good. I, I've been listening to the soundtrack on Spotify. Oh, the soundtrack's real good. All the time. Man, and that, the score. I. I I usually fast forward through the openings, uh, you know, little splash. Yeah. But man, that music's so good. Music's I watched it so every good. time. Huh. And it puts you right in the mood, mm-hmm. like. Yep. And it's because again, like I don't, I can't. It's not that I don't like it, but I, I live by myself, and I, li- I live kind of out in the middle of nowhere, so I get freaked out really easy. And like, it was the perfect amount of scary. Yep. Like the perfect amount. Yep. Because it was freaky, but not like. Not like cheap scares yeah, and, and not like too it's, scary. It's not going to keep you up all night. No. Unless you just enjoy thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the ideas, I mean, like, it's so cool. Yeah, it's know, really it's cool. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It and does that, what so many things have tried to do and failed, and it's mm-hmm. succeeded so well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's so good. And the acting is fantastic across the board. Yeah. I really, I didn't think I was going to like the sheriff. I ended up loving the sheriff. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. just fills out everybody's backstory and it makes you care about everybody. It's, it's just, Andrew, you need to watch it. All right. That's what we're saying. I'll watch it. Okay. Uh, all right. Moving on next on DVD and Blu-ray, Elvis and Nixon. Which I think uh, Matt and I talked about. Someone saw. Yeah. I really want to see it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Phil saw it. He, he loved it. Yeah. It was cool. This is the one where Kevin Spacey plays Nixon. Yep. Yeah, I Weird. heard his Nixon is amazing. Oh, Wild. it's really it's really good. I really liked this Nixon, and uh, Michael Shannon as Elvis was pretty great too. Yeah, it's so perfect. I mean, the only thing, the only better Elvis I could think of was like Bruce Campbell and Bubba Hotep. Oh yeah, 
Uh, then we have Miles Ahead. Uh, this is uh, uh, another based on a true story, a life story, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benson, what was that one? Benson liked this one. Is uh, about Miles Davis? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. That's... Uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yeah. I've heard really good things. Like, if you're... Because I heard, like, if you understand what period of Miles Davis's life this is, you'll appreciate it. Hmm. But some people, I guess, they weren't... It wasn't what they were expecting. And then uh, also on DVD and Blu-ray, Out of Time, which is a documentary about Back to the Future. Ooh. Mm-hmm. There's so many. I th- is this the one that's on Netflix? I don't know. This is a, uh, this is a new one, uh, of, of I course. I think I watched this one. I don't know. I watched one that was really good, and I don't know if this is the one. Well, I don't know. This is just now coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. Well, then I probably didn't watch this one. Yeah, I remember there was one before, but I can't remember what that one was called. Yeah, and it was—I really liked it. There yeah, was a this, lot of. This one's not on Netflix. Okay. And I haven't seen this one. People uh, love Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, all right, and uh, I didn't see anything particularly noteworthy coming out DVD only or Blu-ray only. Uh, so let's move on to TVD, uh, and now uh, Brendo, this is where we we have a fun little guessing game. Uh, Jordan okay. watches a lot of TV. Some might say too much. Yeah, uh, he he's always got uh, uh, you know DVR uh, uh, deletion times and all that. Ooh, I'm proud of myself. I'm almost at ninety percent available. Oh wow! Yeah, all That's I need your to do lowest ever. All I need to do is watch all of last season of Twelve Monkeys, mm-hmm. and I'll have cleared off everything that was pre like that's not on right now. Yeah, proud of myself. That's and pretty good. You know what? I'm doing it because my parents might be canceling DirecTV. Oh, yeah. So I got to get all those shows done. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as an example, Brendo, uh, one week I thought it would be funny to put in, there was a new, uh, the newest season of uh, Treehouse Masters was out on DVD. The hell is that? And Jordan can tell you all about it because it's one of his favorite shows. Like, it's, it's awesome. It, it's basically, it's on HGTV. It's one of those shows where they come and do a oh, remodel. Okay. But it's someone who's like, hey, my kids want a treehouse. I've always wanted a treehouse since I was a oh, kid or something like awesome. that. And they come in and they look at your property and go, this will be the perfect place. And they always do something really cool. Uh, like the episode that was my favorite was is they, they put it on a, on a couple of trees, but also on this giant rock. And they did a drawbridge off of the rock onto the place, and that's how you got in and out of it. Um, and it was just—it's a really cool show about just like, hey, do you f- you want to feel like being a kid again? Here's a guy; his professional job is to make treehouses for people. So, See, I don't have cable because of shows like that. Because if I had cable, <laughs> yeah, I would be just done. sit in front of my TV yep. all the time and not mm-hmm. and just watch all that kind of stuff and yep. not watch. Like, you know, the stuff that I watch now, like, I have, like, my shows, because if, if you just let me watch those kind of shows, I'll watch them forever. Yeah. HGTV is a dangerous channel. That's all yeah. I'm saying. All right. So, out on TVD this week, uh, we have The Magicians, season one. Brendo, do you think Jordan has seen the show, and how much has he seen? Mm. I don't even know what... I've, I've never heard of any of I believe shows. The Magicians is a sci-fi show uh, mm. about kids who can do magic and they go to a school together and they have adventures i will neither confirm or deny this i'm gonna say no yeah i'm gonna say not even one because it's a Mm sci-fi yeah you're not normally a sci-fi not i mean not that you don't like sci-fi things Mm -hmm. but the sci-fi channel okay is not normally where 
Although you were just talking about 12 Monkeys, but isn't that AMC? I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know what channel stuff is on usually. Yeah, but, but you I, have you have a tre- like you trend towards certain. Yeah, ones. I like certain certain channels uh-huh. or mis- make some of my my shows that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Sci-Fi's really been up and up their game recently. They did. Uh, they've been making shows based on book properties recently. Yeah, they've been yeah, buying yeah. up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's why you watched MTV's uh, Legends of Shoshana. What was that called? Shannara Chronicles. <laughs> and you don't need to remind me. <laughs> that will always be a shame to myself. Oh, don't be ashamed. But uh, I really enjoyed that show. Uh-huh. Um, even though everyone was ridiculously, ridiculously good looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, this is actually a pretty decent show. Oh, my God. Uh, oh my I watched the entire season. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's based on a really good book series. And if you want to see, mm-hmm. like, adult Harry Potter... Mm-hmm. Watch this show or read the books. Read the books because are the the books so the books are good. Yeah, the books are really good, and um, man, I love reading books. It is. I I will add those. Yeah, it is. It is messed up stuff. Like his his. I think it's like his first month at school. uh, They try and do like a a, like contacting someone who died. Mm. This really looks like Harry Potter. (laughs) <laughs> and and because because sorry, of what they I'm do, they accidentally like open a door. Oh sure! And a guy comes through and just murders their entire class. Jesus! Like rips them apart. Whoa! And for and but does it but leaves them alive mm-hmm. because they let him through. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy, dude. Mm. It's a it's it was actually pretty cool. All right. So that sounds cool. I'll go for it. Yeah. All right. Next up on TVD, we have Sisters season five. I did no research on this. I think this is an old show. It stars Susie Kurtz. I don't know. What yeah, this show is. I'm gonna go with absolutely. Well, maybe. Man, those oh. are some '90s ass haircuts. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say you've seen one episode. <laughs> I don't know what episode, but one. I've never, I've never even heard of this. Okay. My goodness. Yeah, I've never even heard of the show. And man. That's those are those are some haircuts. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, then we have final final on the TVD here. Bitten, the final season. Now, mm-hmm. as I've said, the the sci-fi you're not into, but I know you're into the fantasy. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this show in my life. But then you pop up with some of your star stuff. It has Supergirl from um, Smallville in it. All right. So I'm gonna say you've you've seen. I'm gonna say some of this. I'm going to say yes, but, like, not all of it. Like, maybe, like, a season. Or I've just given you a new show to look into. Uh, no, uh, the crazy thing about this is uh, this was on one of the channels where I watch watch the show. I forget which channel it's on. But um, I would see promotions for it all the time, and it just looks like drama bullshit. Oh. Like, it looks like a soap opera, but they added werewolves and stuff into it. So, like, a soap opera version of, of uh, what's it called? Susie Stackhouse or whatever, Sookie Stackhouse. Oh, sure. True Blood. It True looks Blood. like a uh, like a TV network television version of True Blood. Huh. Yeah, definitely, you can see the True Blood influence in just some of these. Yeah. Stills. So, um, no, but I saw it, I saw commercials for it almost every time I watched. I forget which show it was, um, but you know everybody and their moms doing stuff based on True Blood type things now. Mm-hmm. So. Especially after, like, then Teen Wolf, like, did yes. really, like, right. better than anybody mm-hmm. predicted. And yeah. All those shows. 
Although yeah. there's been, for every one of those, there's like eight other failed vampire shows. Right. But I guess Vampire Diaries is on like its however million season. Yeah, and there's like the originals, which yeah, is based on, spin-off. like it's it's too much. My grandmother watches that stuff. I yeah. watched like the yeah. first couple seasons of Vampire Diaries, and then it just got really like confusing and convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I watched two seasons of it, and then I was done because it got too much. Because everyone like has a twin, right? Yeah, yeah. There was or, a twin. Like everybody had been turned into like seriously, everybody was a vampire by yeah. like season three, mm-hmm. and like all this other like I don't know. I just couldn't keep track of what was going on at all. It's just mm. too much, and um, as opposed to where like True Blood was just completely insane and so that's why i stuck with it just because it was nuts and it was also based on a book series so it had it had like a blueprint that could be followed i feel like these other shows they're just like well let's just write crazy stuff they went real the show like quickly left the book Mm -hmm. the books like they would take some characters from some of the books but then just do completely different things with them like they use the books as a blueprint in like the loosest possible way. Yeah, but I think to the show's benefit at times because right because it can be something different. Yeah, and also the books are pretty silly. Like, yeah, and like not even in a good way. Like the books are really silly. Yep. Which I think once she figured out her formula for those and she really started cranking them out, because mm. they're definitely. I mean, it's almost like Nicholas Sparks books. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, all right, so if you want to check any of those out, go to your local video store. Brando, do you have a local video store? We actually do, um, and it's like old school mom and pop Ooh, video store. Tell us about it. What's it it's, called? Um, shoot, I don't even. It's like Video Town or just some. Phil it's took beautiful. his kids yeah, the other day because his best. kids had never seen a video store. Oh <laughs> man, did it blow and their minds? It's it did. Like they loved it, and they, they like, like it's like Netflix in a store. It's like a physical Amazon. Yeah, and, and it's it's huge too. Like it's the biggest video store I've ever seen. Nice. Wow. And but because like of I don't know if it's because the shadiness of people in our town or if it's just because the nature of video stores now. But um, they're very protective of everything. So you have like when you first start, you can't rent. You can only rent a few videos and you can't rent video games until you've rented a bunch of movies because i guess they just have a real problem with people stealing stuff yeah and at the end of the day video games are more expensive so if someone steals one it's a bigger cost for them yeah and when i worked at a video store like people stole video games all the time yeah Mm -hmm. that's a shame so uh, but it's it's really cool and it's got like all kinds of like in their middle section like because they got the new releases and then the the, the middle section, you never know what you're gonna find in there. Like they yeah. have all kinds of weird stuff, we and it's only the the non new releases are a dollar, nice. and the, the even the new releases are like two seventy five, and it's for a week. Yeah, that's not bad at so, all. Like it's not a bad deal. Hmm. It's just even that for me, like just driving someplace and having to remember to return things. I, I'm not into that anymore at all. Yeah, but, but, so. but if you think about it though, we've lost like this ancient great thing. That oh yeah, I remembered when we were kids of going to a video store and not knowing anything about any of these yeah. movies, not having an IMDb and looking at the back of a yeah. movie and reading about oh, it yeah. and being like, could this be good? I don't know. Like it was this you just weird... roll the dice on things, yeah. especially when you're a kid and like, it was a movie lottery. Like, yeah. And I just remember like, when I, especially when I got to high school, finding like the most random, awesome things that way. Mm-hmm. And then telling and all your friends you about really it. don't have that. Yeah. I mean, Netflix I, I roll the dice on Netflix, but even that, it's not the same as, like, being able to look at, like, a box mm-hmm. cover. Have it in your hands, man. There's yeah. just something different about there that. There is something to say about it. So it is fun, but I don't see myself going there all the time. 
But uh, it's, where's it's where's cool that located it. at? What are the cross streets? Well, this is in Yucaipa, mm-hmm. so it's just right on Yucaipa Boulevard. Nice. If, it's if you're if you're in the area, you can come visit. Yep. Um, and and I don't know. They seem to be going pretty strong. I think because yeah. of porn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're the biggest video store in in the northern hemisphere, that's kind of yeah. happens. <laughs> I think by it's yeah, probably. And and also our town is pretty like. As Derek said, like our town is like ten years behind things. Nice. So, like we still got a few good video store years left here, in you guys <laughs> going strong. That's what yeah. I like to hear. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, when we come right back, we'll be reviewing Ghostbusters. That's okay. She seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, Doctor of Particle Physics. Ah! That stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. Very hard to wash off. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Aaron, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. Uh, You didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Did you want to? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on. The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? There's a bigger picture at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. The devil is a liar! Get out of my friend! Ghost! Ow, that's gonna leave a mark! The power of pain compels you! Ow! Ghostbusters. It's a movie. Directed by Paul Feig. Written by... Feige? Feige? No, come on. Uh, written by Paul Feig, as well as uh, Kate Dippold and... Uh, oh, I thought someone else was on that. Okay, no. I thought Kate Dippold wrote it with someone. I'm, I'm thinking I of think Heat. You're thinking of Heat, yeah, because yeah. she co-wrote that. She co-wrote that. Uh, this is uh, ostensibly uh, a remake of the uh, the Ghostbusters movie that we, that we all knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they've right they've deleted all that old Ghostbusters, so now yeah, we can only enjoy this anymore. one. Yeah, 
right? Yeah, they, they put what else called uh, an internet bomb that just destroys everything of a specific origin. Yeah. And I think it was keyword Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and it's just all gone from the internet now. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that crazy and, that and people acted like that? Yeah. I don't know if uh, this happened to you guys, but like I had, I have my uh, Ghostbuster DVD, and it just like disappeared off my shelf. Yeah. It's not it's gone. Yeah. I'm Look, surprised there hasn't been as much of an uproar about it. Luckily, we still got the Ghostbusters two DVDs, yeah. so we can all. Yeah. Enjoy oh yeah, that. They, that didn't get touched, so yeah. you know, yeah. um, I can I can watch that mm-hmm. all I want. And I'm one of the few people. I'm one of the. There was a lot of Ghostbusters two hate mm-hmm. getting thrown out in the last few weeks, and I was a little upset, but it's fine. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I like them I both. Love that movie. I, don't, I, I don't love it. What... I think it was because I didn't get to see Ghostbusters in the theater, but I mean, I loved Ghostbusters. It was the first VHS tape I ever owned. Mm-hmm. My dad bought it for me. For like my sixth birthday, I want to say, and it cost like a hundred dollars. Yeah, and this is again back. To, this would have been nineteen eighty six. Yeah, and uh, and then I so Ghostbusters two like was such a huge event movie for me, so I think that's why it holds. But also, I think it's fun, and it's 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 goofy as hell, and that's one of the reasons why I like Ghostbusters. It's goofy mm. as hell. Uh. So yeah, I think yeah, we're we're addressing this controversy head on mm-hmm. that people on the internet were upset. Uh, and I loved how the movie itself addressed that. It was yeah, very yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think Paul Feig is just tired of internet hate. Yeah. I I okay, I, yeah, I I feel I I love Paul Feig. I'm a, I'm as I don't know, some of you might know, I'm I'm like a ginormous Freaks and Geeks fan, mm-hmm. like huge. I love Paul Feig's books. I've read all of them. He writes He's written two books about his like growing up, which oh. is basically like Freaks and Geeks, the book. Yeah, and they're really funny. And then he's written some kid books called Ignatius McFarlane and Frequenot. Huh. It's like a kid series, um, and those are really good. And then I like his other. I like all the stuff. I love Paul Feig, and um, so I've been wa- watching this over the course of last. This has been going on for the last like two years, and he was always he he was he was holding strong for a while and then like about six months ago he just like a switch flipped and he like he, they, the internet broke him and he like started going off on people yeah and i don't know i just I don't, I don't know what that kind of i mean today like leslie jones started retweeting like really racist things that people have been tweeting her mm. so like they're all just like i don't know i think they're all at the end of their rope as far as all this it's like if you're just constantly like you can say oh just ignore it but it's I'm not the one getting constantly bombarded with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that no matter what you try to do, that's got to get to you in some form yeah, or another. The way the internet works these days is it's not just something you can just turn your cheek anymore. Like people yeah. are directly contacting these people yeah. and attacking, like going after them everywhere they can. It's but it's, it's it's too much. It's been it's been really unfortunate to see like so, oh I'm like oh a lot of Ghostbusters fans are like real dicks because it wasn't even like there was multiple angles there was the you had your you had your men's rights advocates yeah. mm-hmm. then you had your like they're ruining my childhood yeah. like those guys mm-hmm. and like and like just it was a lot of bullshit i don't know yeah i think it was it was so telling that all of this came from uh, before the movie was even out oh yeah before and there was, was even a trailer, there was just yeah. like outrage. I mean, my was, favorite my favorite response to it was uh, Metacritic turning off user reviews. Did mm-hmm. you guys see that? Yeah. And it literally said because you guys can't grow up. Mm-hmm. 
That's what it said. It said, we've turned off user reviews because you guys can't get it together and grow up. I had some idiot on Facebook was like, you know, what's telling is that the IMDb rating is so much lower than the Rotten Tomatoes rating. And this was on like Tuesday. And I'm like, that's because the Rotten Tomatoes rating is from people that actually watched a movie, you dipshit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and it's like, because like the IMDb rating system is, I mean... It, I mean, I guess it says something, but there's been there's been when when like fans can run campaigns to like either vote up or vote yeah. down movies, which it's happens nuts. all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but that's I'm not going to rely on that system to tell me how good a movie is. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I think review systems in general need some type of overhaul, some type of control. Because uh, what was I watching? Um, no, I was listening to one of the other uh, podcasts. Uh, How did this get made? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they have a segment where they talk about like, oh, second or third opinions, second opinions, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they review, they read positive reviews from Amazon about the bad movies that they're reviewing. Mm-hmm. And one of the reviews that they read was someone reviewing Amazon as a service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Under, you get a lot of that in Amazon reviews. Where people where just it's don't not even referencing the product. Yeah, they don't understand what they're doing. Like yeah, that's and a it's really big funny. problem. We will sometimes we do Amazon stuff on uh-huh. Radio Brendo Man because we read the products that people buy using our Amazon link. Nice, nice. And sometimes like we'll get into the reviews because we're like, what the hell is this thing? And it's always either that or just really weird like stuff. Like one time I read a review, there was like for a sheet set and somebody wrote like a two page like missive on like these sheets. And and then like why they weren't shipped correctly? Uh, it's like so you're dealing with a lot of variables. Yeah, it's just it's a weird. The internet is a weird place, mm-hmm. and it it gives I don't know. In my opinion, sometimes the wrong people power. Well, I mean, most of the people that do if you if you bother to write something on the internet, it's usually because you're pissed off. Yeah, but or you don't like something. People like, are too how many busy times being when happy. You really enjoy something. Are you like I really enjoy this? I'm gonna say something about it. That yeah. like, usually it's that super doesn't rare. happen yeah. because you're too busy being happy about something. Yeah, it's like and like that's and that's kind of how I live because people are always like, oh, I didn't hear you say. I'm like, because I really liked it, and I'm just like, what am I gonna say? Like, I don't know. Just and then like I don't. I so I try to I try to live in the positive side of things, but it's really hard on the internet. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but that's just the way it is. But it's just horrible. It was sad watching. Like the like basically watching like Paul Feig like lose his faith in humanity. I, yeah. think. I don't know. Yeah, and like awesome. Leslie Jones alternates between like she's all like I'm a Ghostbuster, this is awesome, and then today she's just like I have no faith in humanity anymore. Like fucking. That's like, rough. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I I I mean I I get because I love Ghostbusters. Like I love it, and I get that. Like you want. Like, but I don't get that. I, I don't know what people, like, I want, sometimes I want to ask some of these people, like, what did you want to, like, what, what did you want? Because this franchise is dead, like, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're, like, it's not like this movie was taking the place of, like, an actual, like, a starring the original cast. That, that was never, I mean, it did happen. It was the video game. Yeah. Yeah. And... And then Bill Murray was like, I'm, that's the only way I'm going to come back, and I'm done. And then Harold Ramis is dead. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know what these people, like, what, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. People have these weird sacred cows that they don't want anybody to mess with. And 
it just Except it's I guess I just don't understand how it's messing with the original. Yeah, that's what I, yeah I don't understand. I um, I I don't want to. You know, it, this is I'm not anywhere near any of the point of view that any of those people are. But just to just to give a taste of of the idea. I mean, in general, I feel like I don't like remakes. Like I kind of don't like I don't always see the point of like, well, why are we revisiting this? Um. And so with this yeah, but film, sometimes it's good. And oh, that's definitely awesome. sometimes it's good. And, and, you know, you know, I'm going to say this, this was one of them. And part of it was definitely like the change up of having like, oh, let's have an all female cast or, yeah. you know, as many women as possible in, that are funny. You know, it's like, this is not, you know, we're not just taking like, oh, here's, you know, four, four more people and just whatever. Like here's another Ghostbusters. I think it actually really taps into the original idea because uh, it taps into the original day. idea and it taps into the fact that uh, these characters and not just as like ghost scientists but as women are like just discredited yeah, yeah. and so it's it kind of it doesn't throw that in your face but it's definitely part of the undertone is like because they are women they're also like not taken as seriously in their fields in life yeah, yeah but that's whatever. also that's also interestingly pertinent to the original movie too because those for those those men were also discredited mm-hmm. because of their beliefs mm-hmm. and because of who they were and and like if you look at how that movie was made it was just great comedians coming together to make a fun movie mm-hmm. and in the end that's what also what this is mm-hmm. like gender doesn't matter and yeah. for me the advertising to this movie really turned me off like mm-hmm. i told you the first time i ever saw a trailer is that just it just rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't think any of it was funny. I didn't think all the gags worked. And it's because they were taken out of a film where as soon as you, in my opinion, remove those gags from like the overall tone of the film, they don't stand up as well. Yeah. But having seen all of those scenes in the movie itself, they worked great. I thought it was super funny. But just the advertising turned me off. And it had nothing to do with their gender. Mm-hmm. I just thought the advertising was dumb. Mm-hmm. And... And, like, it really makes me almost wish to, like, go back and watch a trailer of those original Ghostbusters movies oh, yeah. and see if I have the same reaction. Yeah, watching old trailers is well, weird. Well, old trailers are so different. Yeah. Like, old trailers, like, some of them, there's, there's always like a two dude different bur- kinds of old trailers. The dude they doing the voiceover. They show you the whole movie. Yeah. Or yeah. they show you, like, absolutely nothing. Nothing, yeah. Like, absolutely nothing. I mean, my... I still my the most the my most memorable I have a couple like the most memorable teasers I can remember are like Batman eighty nine, which I don't even think the first teaser I think the first teaser I saw for that just had the bat symbol. Yeah. And it just all went completely ape shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And then there was a trailer for Alien Three before they had even written the movie because it ended up not being this movie, where all it was was like the alien ship or whatever, one of those ships just headed to Earth. And then oh. that was it. That was the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, because originally Alien 3 was supposed to be the aliens come to Earth. Oh. And then, like, but that's all they needed to show. And then, like, it was like, all right, Alien 3, I'm on board. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, and so it's, it, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It is, it's, it, it is weird looking back at those, some of the trailers. Because, like you said, like, when it, especially in, like, gag type movies, taken out of context, those don't always work. Yeah, and for me, for me, for this movie, it didn't. Like the advertising rubbed me the wrong way. I avoided, after I saw that first trailer, I avoided everything after that because I'm like, this is not going to work on me. I don't want this to sour my opinion of the movie that we're going to review. Um, 
you know, it just had the opposite of its intended effect, and I'm I'm glad that 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 feeling didn't persist into watching the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I I just have to say the first, uh, uh, or it's not the only one, but it's the the first like fart joke in this movie mm-hmm. killed me. I oh my god, yes. Up. And I, that was such a surprise to me because I'm not a fan of fart jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's dumb or that's gross. And it just killed me. Yeah. It was and so I went, funny. Wow, that <laughs> because, super works. Because, because not only is it just funny on its own merits, mm-hmm. but it tells me everything I need to know about every woman in that room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is so representative of each of their personalities. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it sets the tone for the rest of the movie. And, yeah. and one of the reasons why that initial advertising turned me off is because I remember the first Ghostbusters so well and I'm like, all of these gags, I don't feel like they would have been. They would have taken place in the first Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like the tone of the original Ghostbusters and this remake. I don't feel like they match up. But at the end of the day, when you watch this film, it's its own beast while staying true to the tone and the ideas and just everything that made that first Ghostbusters so great is is here in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just modernized and it's with a different set of characters. And it works super well. And that that time that that fart joke goes off, like that would have never like that might have worked in the original Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. but it it's so perfect for these women, mm-hmm. and it's so perfect for this story. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, from that point on, man, it was just it was really good. Yeah, uh, I do. I did really enjoy like all the little. Um like you know comedic actors that i've seen in you know a bunch of shows oh, yeah. just so popping many. up I mean, they really stacked the decks i mean you had just where they could have just put some minor like just anybody in yeah. some of these roles and and instead it was these really funny guys where you could tell they were like riffing a lot and like like zach woods i feel like a lot of his stuff was like kind of improv the tour guide yeah at the beginning, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. yeah like, yeah the guy from veep right yeah 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 i think it was in like oh, he was in oh, no, less oh, veep. Matt Walsh. he's more he's, in silicon valley oh he's yeah. more in oh yeah yeah that's the guy from the beginning matt walsh yeah but matt walsh is also in it and he's also in the movie yeah yeah he was um, funny that was great but then like ed begley jr yeah and um cecily strong mm-hmm. angie garcia is the mayor was great yeah it was really good yeah i was like uh, is that andy garcia am i crazy the, like, the cast that, was just and I, I, I've been reading all the cast announcements, and like, just it was so cool to see them all like, like, and then like all, you know, then you got Paul Feig's friends like showing up in little cameos, mm-hmm. and well, and of course um, all the cameos from as much of oh, the original the, cast all, as they like, could, as much of the cast as they could get. Well, they got all the cast in there; just one was a bust. Well, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Well, except for Rick Moranis. Oh yeah. Only. Oh yeah. Huh. But yeah, I. Um, I don't know. How, did, did did any of those cameos from the original cast distract either of you? No, I thought they were all great. Mm. Yeah, and and you could tell the theater loved it too. Like anytime someone was on screen, there was a little bit. There was some minor applause. Mm. It was like, woo! You know, it was it was it was a good feeling in the theater. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I cameo. I would have. I was hoping for that we didn't get to see of somebody that was alive besides Rick Moranis. Was I was hoping for a William Atherton. Cameo, oh, yeah. Walter Peck oh, is something. Yeah. I don't know if that was even on the radar. I know, Paul Feig did say some stuff got cut, uh-huh. so I don't know if there were some more things that they filmed. I don't know. This is something where I would want to see the cut stuff. Yeah. Because 
just based off of things that Paul Feig has said. Well, yeah, I think in comedies it's it's better to see yeah. deleted scenes because yeah, you just get more of, gags. Like, ripping, yeah, Judd Apatow movies. I'll watch those like outtakes because mm-hmm. they're usually just alternate takes of the jokes, yeah. and they're usually still funny. And I think you're probably going to get that here too, especially given. I mean, I've watched. You know, you watch Melissa McCarthy with her outtakes. Yeah, mm. like she's always got some great stuff. Yeah, for as I'm much sure. as for as much as we didn't really love central intelligence mm. i love the gag reel at the end of that movie <laughs> well the gag reel's good yeah but i'm uh, just saying comedies can have really good yeah really good extras and i do think this is um somehow i mean this is where the world's finally noticing hey kate mckinnon is uh, i've been shouting funny. the phrases of kate mckinnon <laughs> forever yeah and leslie jones mm-hmm. and they both just like killed it but especially kate mckinnon oh like, yeah. she was awesome she destroyed she was I, such a character like there's i guess we'll talk about it in discussion there's like some specific scenes where i was just like oh my god yeah we can yeah. save those for later like but she was so good and le- they were all great but like especially her and leslie jones they were like the highlights for me i mean i love i love them both i my one like i even told phil i'm like i think we're gonna like this is this is gonna like this is gonna this is gonna be it for Kay McKinnon on SNL because she's gonna blow up. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she gets like really good movie roles. Yeah. Because you've we've seen people you know go off of SNL yeah. and just kind of fizzle. Just flounder because they yeah. can't get the right stuff. Yeah. Because I think I think she's really good in this role, uh, and I think that's I mean what is, isn't um, I don't watch like SNL regularly, but I've seen a couple of her sketches. But Brenda, would you say like? That's the kind of character that she plays, like the real wacky oddball. Oh yeah, she. I mean, she has such a wide range. I mean, because she's also Hillary Clinton. Oh yeah. She's, she does a lot of, but that that type of character is her bread and butter, mm-hmm. and she's got so many of those kind of characters. So this is kind of definitely like yeah, like and if you like that stuff, you got she's she's definitely one of the highlights on SNL these days. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, great. and I think I don't know if it's just because of her character or if they're actually doing this, but like. For me, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy were much more restrained, yeah. comedy-wise, in this film. But it it worked. It totally worked. Yeah. I liked I liked Kristen Wiig as the straight man, basically. Yeah, yeah she was like, great. Like I was pretty awesome. Um, like, cause you know, like in the original Ghostbusters, like even Venkman got off quite a few like quips, but she was like pretty much the straight man the whole time, mm-hmm. um, and it was really good. And then, I mean, let's talk about Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, I was. I, I I I liked. Like I went back and forth on him. I I was I tired really of him, like personality wise. But there was a gag right at the end that I just I loved, and I was like, all right, I he can stick around. Yeah, we can keep him. I just uh, thought the whole introduction scene with him when he com- just comes bursting into the office and uh-huh. and like just all his little gags mm-hmm. there it was just like. Phil and I have been quoting some of his stuff pretty regularly. Um, the whole, like, the, um, my favorite was he was like, um, what was it? it was like, he's looking at the aquarium. He's like, you know, aquarium is a submarine for fish. Oh, I, I love that, that one. Really, I love when he said that. So when he great. said that, no one else in the theater really laughed. But yeah, Phil and me, I were laughing yeah. like that whole time, and nobody else was laughing, and we're like, okay. In like, my, there was no rumble. Like, usually there's a joke, and you know, the whole crowd laughs in my seat i was just like ha yeah like it just it rubbed me such the right way at that moment i was like that is exactly what that character would say it's this weird insightful dumb thing Uh that is just awesome and that's 
I love, and that's like, because Feig is a great, I think like he can, I, I don't know what he contributed and what didn't, but I mean, I could definitely, because I've read so much of his scripts and I, like, I'm a big fan of his work and I could really feel a lot of his style in there and his kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, because they're very, there was a lot of like just goofiness and, and like everything out of Kate McKinnon's mouth. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. Mm-hmm. Like it had one of the like his normally product placement like makes me groan a lot uh-huh. and the the Kate McKinnon Pringles product placement oh, was, that was like, real the best good. product yeah. placement My, ever. I went and saw this movie with uh, a teacher and she's a math teacher. So when she said something about like you can't stop eating these parabolas, <laughs> yeah, my friend cracked the hell up. Yeah, she's like parabolas. Oh my god, it's good <laughs> so, stuff. So uh-huh. funny. And then I loved all the like, I loved all the different like weapons mm-hmm. and stuff. Like it made me. It reminded me because I don't know. Did you guys play the video game? Yep. I did. Yeah. Yep. Like I was a big fan of the video game, and there were some callbacks to the video game, and I liked that. Mm-hmm. Now I. Good stuff. I don't. I mean, I don't want to, you know, act like I hate, you know, the weapons, but I th- I think it's worthy of a discussion about, um, like, in the originals, like, w- weren't they, they were only capturing ghosts, right? They were never, like, just, like, beating them up? And killing them. Yeah. Like, they're literally dispersing these ghosts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's more of a modern, like, that's a very modern, uh, not really I action. think that was just more of, like, the, especially given the situation, if you wouldn't, and it, it wouldn't, I mean, if, how do you have a big scene with tons of ghosts and uh, where you don't have, cause you don't want to have to like make them trap all of them. Cause that yeah. would take, it just wouldn't make for an exciting. No, thing. I, and yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand that, yeah. but it's just, I feel like we've reached like that a point. We've reached a point in modern films where we need to have that giant fight scene where we have a hundred faceless yeah. creatures. And there needs to be slow-mo. And, and there needs to be, you know, or, or like one I, character I has know, a great moment. It, of that, that, up. That's, it, that was my Kate McKinnon where I was just like, almost getting out of my seat like when she's going slow-mo <laughs> through the that slow-mo scene with her yeah it was amazing and then the soundtrack and um and then i don't know for me that was where like because they did introduce that concept in the video game where yeah. you're like dispersing the ghosts mm-hmm. and i don't know i was fine with it but i mean it is different because yeah. they but i think it's just because they they had so many more ghosts <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's just it's just a, I mean, it's just another thing of the modern modernization yeah. of this type of idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything. I mean, I thought Ecto One looked cool, mm-hmm. and the motorcycle like Ecto was, Two. Yeah, and um, it wasn't, and like the new proton pack. Everything was. It's like everyone's like, oh, they're doing. Like, I don't know, just all these. I think people. they look cool. Like they looked like really cool, and they look like retro. Oh, they actually built thing. these. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah, like even as a kid, I was like. How did they build those proton? <laughs> yeah, and if, if you look at these and you can see the parts in them, yeah, that make like that these make you them can up. actually like oh they put like she like actually put these together and like and they really got more into that like the nuts and bolts of making the equipment mm-hmm. and I as a, if I were a kid like I was just thinking about how much because I I mean again like Ghostbusters one like took over my life for years like I my brother and I had a Ghostbusters club in our garage mm-hmm. I mean like we were Ghostbusters. And I can't that, but this one would even more like I can't imagine if I were a kid and I saw this, like holy crap! I, I want just, everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I I just I just really enjoyed everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not. I don't have a lot of negatives. 
No, uh, I mean, it's not even like that I hated that big fight scene. No, I get it's you. just, it's just it's something uh, to point out because it yeah. is, it's so different. Cause yeah, like in the original, there was never a point where they were fighting more than like one ghost. And in the second movie, they fought like a few ghosts. Mm-hmm. But they were, they were more avoiding them and like yeah. getting to the big bad to try and stop the thing mm-hmm. from happening. There yeah. was never that like outright huge conflict. Mm-hmm. But I do think in that same modern sense, they allowed them to have more ghosts and more interesting ghosts. Yeah, yeah there was so I many really... different cool ghosts. There were pilgrim ghosts. Mm-hmm. and There's some cool like, designs for sure. Well, I like the, cool the electrocuted designs. guy. And the, the balloons, those ghost balloons uh-huh. were cool. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, those are really cool. And and you got your Stay Puff, you know, like reference there. Yeah. And, I don't know, it was fun. And they're like, yeah, they really liked that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, do, um, I don't know. Uh, if, if any of us could try and nail this down, but do you think that any of of these four characters were meant to be like more or less direct uh, comparisons to the original four? I mean, you could do that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, they're different enough. They're their own things. I mean, I, I definitely you could. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Holtzman, I mean, Holtzman definitely is like a crazy like like kind of a crazier version of Egon. Mm-hmm. But I mean Egon did try to drill a hole in his head. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so he was just like, a little bit more reserved but yeah, definitely along like the same was, lines. Was, yeah, and that, so it was, and then and then um you know Melissa McCarthy but but then I felt like for there like it there wasn't a direct correlation because Melissa McCarthy and and uh and and Kristen Wiig kind of were there like they couldn't directly be like that's Ray that's that's Peter. Mm-hmm. Like they were kind of their own things, and then you know, I mean, yeah, you could say Leslie Jones was Winston because one, she wasn't like the scientist, mm-hmm. but I think, but she was like the street smart character, and she knew all about the, like, like the New York, like her like riffs on New York and all that stuff. Yeah, like, I I really enjoyed uh, that they actually really made a use of her character. Yeah. where they'd be talking about something and she'd go, oh, yeah, and she would know, like, the whole history of that building. And yeah, and that was cool. That was amazing. Really that. Was like, and also, really like, great. she's the one that got him the hearse and, 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 like, all this other... Like, they really... And I liked how she basically was like, I'm part of your club now. Like, that was... <laughs> like, yeah, that was a good yeah. moment where he's like, oh, yeah, someone's here to see you. Yeah. And she's been sitting there the whole time. Mm-hmm. That was good stuff. And I liked the Chinese restaurant headquarters. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And I just, yeah, it was, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. What did, what did you think about that? Like, as far as the correlation of the characters? I mean, I, um, like, I'm not as diehard on uh, the Ghostbusters, the original mm-hmm. Ghostbusters films. So I didn't see a correlation, but I thought maybe it was just because, you know, it's not my, you know. Uh, I didn't really see it. I mm-hmm. think they were their own thing. Yeah, I definitely, I had hoped that that was the case. And yeah. I, I, I got that feeling because I never... Never was there a moment in the film where I distinctly went, "Oh yeah, that feels like a you know Bill Murray thing, or mm-hmm. that feels like a you know whatever." Yeah, because yeah. those characters, like I think in both movies, the characters were tailored towards the actors. Yeah, and I think that and that makes the movie stronger. And it makes it because because mm-hmm. I mean otherwise then you would I mean nobody wants to see Kristen Wiig doing a Bill Murray impression like yeah like I don't think anybody would have wanted to see that or like just cookie cutter like this is this character. And because I, and I think a lot of people thought that's what it was going to be, and that's mm-hmm. and again that's where Paul Feig was just going crazy on people. <laughs> that's where Paul. Sorry. No, 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 no. I think I think you're right. I think 
I think that's where a lot of the backlash started was people thinking that this was just going to be a straight up remake. These women were going to try and embody these characters that they yeah. had loved as kids, and that was somehow going to lessen it. But no, this is very much these are these they're the their own people, and and their characters are modeled off of there's these comedians' personalities and and playing to their strong suits, and and it makes it it makes this movie its own thing, and and yeah, I don't even think it should be compared to the original. I think it's it's a fantastic. You know, and I think it's a good starting out point for the franchise. Yeah, like, agreed. And they could do a lot of different things now. Like they could do because I had always, um, I mean, like I know this was a plan for a long time where it was going to be. It takes place. It's a sequel. Like it took place in that original universe, except it's like a new franchise. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what then that's what a lot of people wanted. Um, and but the, now they could do that. Like there could be because now they can do an all dude one. Like they could mm-hmm. do that if they really wanted to, um, you know. And they could be not just seeing these same characters. I mean, now they could do a lot of different things. Like franchise out the Ghostbuster name. Yeah. And, and uh, kind of do like a Batman International or Batman Incorporated thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, and also just the further adventures this thing, but they don't necessarily have to do that. Right. And I I like that there's a lot of possibilities. Um, and they've already said that they're, sounds like it's, it's a, they're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. They should. I think this is a great base to start with. Do we have anything else, uh, we want to touch on before we get to the, or before we save whatever else is for the discussion? No, I think people I think should. covered that pretty Yeah. Much. I think, I think I'm going to come through and say, definitely go see this in the theater. It's a lot of yeah, fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. in the theater loved it. Yeah. I, I would at. actually like to, I would, I'm considering going to see it on 3D and maybe even IMAX. Oh yeah, yeah. did you see it in 3D, Jordan? No. Okay. I, I kind of want to now, though. Yeah, I mean, there's I've heard a lot the of 3D cool, is really good. There's a lot of cool effects in this. Yeah, there's because the, the the ghost effects were incredible. Yeah, they were great. Like the ghost looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, I will say uh, stick around to the end of the show for the discussion if you want to hear more. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo? Definitely talk about poo. And you, if, you, if that sounds cool to you and we talk about it every week, go to RadioBrendo.com or go to our page on BenviewNetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. All right, let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. Uh, this weekend we have Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. We have Ice Age Collision Course. Uh, Lights Out. Absolutely fabulous, the movie. And in limited release, Don't Think Twice. Now, before we play Guess the Ending, uh, let's give out some thanks and appreciation. Uh, first of all, to Silent Partner, who did our theme song, which is called Sophomore Makeout. We got that from the YouTube Audio Library. That's youtube.com slash audio library. Go there for more songs that you can use in your creative projects. Uh, if you like our logo, that was drawn by Justin Kizon. He's an artist and a writer, and you can find his writings over at agentsofguard.com. And he's been doing uh, like a video a day project, which is a lot of fun. Uh, if you go check out his Instagram, we'll put a link in the uh, description. Uh, if you like podcasts, you should check out Pick Your Path. It's a choose-your-own-adventure style enhanced podcast where you, the listener... As you're listening, get to uh, make choices in the story uh, via chapters, like an audiobook, 
Uh, season one is available in total, uh, all six episodes. Season two is coming along. Uh, these are written by myself, uh, Matt Benson, and David King, and they're fun little stories. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about optograb.org, his website. Uh, where he writes about uh, different TV shows and uh, about the Oscars and Oscar-nominated uh, pictures and whatnot. And you can check out his short stories, which are on Amazon and Smashwords. Uh, link to that all on Optograb.org. Uh, Brendo, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, I'm at Brendoman on Twitter. And um, check out my shows, uh, Radio Brendo Man um, and uh, Popsicles, which is kind of, on hiatus, I guess. I mean, we're just trying to figure out our schedules. Uh-huh. There is no feud. Um, but uh, And then uh, MBWS, which is a wrestling show that I do with sometimes Benson and now um, my friend Veronica. And she's never really watched wrestling until now, so that's been fun. And uh, and you can check all those out on Benby Network. And um, my, I have a webcomic called Braxy Alien Rocker, braxcomics.com got a book you can buy it pretty cool yeah and you'll have a, a panel oh yeah we're doing a panel at comic-con about web comics and how to make web comics featuring um, myself and phil from radio bender man um josh anderson from extra damage and uh, our friend patrick scullin of super siblings comics and we talk about how to make web comics and we give people who are making web comics the chance to present their comic to the audience. Nice. This is our second year in a row doing it. And uh, we'll, we'll also all be at the uh, Comic-Con, Comic-Con, Comic-Con Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Yeah. Yo, yo. Various Looking forward different, to that. Different panels there. <clears throat> Jordan, what do you got? I stream video games over twitch.tv backslash gamersall weekly every Saturday. This weekend, uh, I'm still going through The Witcher 3. I finally cleared off Dragon Age Inquisition. It only took me 204 hours. Damn. Uh, now I'm on to The Witcher 3. I'm not even close to finishing the, the plot. That's from what that's I, pretty good. Is it good? Yes. It's, it's incredible. Uh, on PC, I hear it's one of the most attractive games. I've, I'm playing on console now, but it's, uh, it's engrossing. I mean, if there's if there's any other word for it, I don't know. The the single player itself takes about eighty hours, um, and the game is just massive. And uh, I'm trucking my way along through it. You can come by. I think I'm doing two to four this weekend, Pacific Standard Time. Come by, hang out. We're gonna play some video games. Probably make some dip uh, during <laughs> during a twenty four hour live stream for the website uh, gamersallweekly.com. Uh, I actually spent one of my hours just making dip, like did a little cooking show. So we might <laughs> we might do that again. Uh, but yeah, come on by this weekend, have fun. It'll be good times. And be sure to check out all the other great shows on the BenV Network, BenVNetwork.com. You got Trent Talk, you got The Artist Tree, you got Popsicles, Radio Brando Man, you got Comic Nerds Unite. Uh, all the all the great hits there. You got my brother, my brother and me. No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. Sorry. That's, that deal's a secret. Oh, That's a secret deal. Sorry. Uh, and go to anyviewpodcast.com for everything just about uh, our podcast here, Nerds Eye View. Uh, anyviewpodcast at gmail.com is the email. Uh, and on Twitter, at anyviewpodcast. And my personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. I'm at truevelk. Uh, so now, it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Mm. And I'm going first. Yep. 
That happens so often. Well, it happens every time you don't pick the very last movie on the list. That's true. And it's because someone else took it this week. Yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, I've got Ice Age, Collision, 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 Directed by Galen Tichu. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a name. No, it's not. Galen. That's like Galant Chu or Galant Chu. Galant Chu. And Mike Thurmeyer. Those are Pokemons. Uh, starring Stephanie Beatriz, Robert Cardone, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Adam Devine. Uh, what? And so Divine. that's not a joke. Oh my God. Manny Diego and Sid join up with Buck to fend off a meteor strike that would destroy the world. Neil deGrasse Tyson would be in a movie about so, saving the world. From yeah, here's the meteorites. weird thing. So, you know, everyone's seen, of course, everyone's seen Ice Age. Yeah. Uh, we all know the classic character voices. Uh-huh. Uh, this one, they just said, fuck it. We're just going to put whoever, yeah, whoever so Ray, we can get. Ray Romano's not in this? So Ray Romano's character is now voiced by Stephanie Beatriz. What? Uh, and then whoever the other two are, Robert Cardone and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Nice. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is probably the little weasel guy. What is he? Uh, <laughs> I think he plays the meteor. Oh, sure. And then Adam Devine is Buck. Yeah. Uh, so do, oh, do you think Buck is some type of moose? Uh, no, Buck is a snake. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I love how they're breaking convention. Yeah, they're just bra- they're just like ice. No snakes. Yeah, perfect. They'd be fine. Uh, ice snake. Oh yes. Yeah, I love those. Uh, they already have like pirate characters that I I'm know. Just I like, know. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, so this is actually it's a more intellectually uh, uh, diverse kind of film mm-hmm. because the meteor is voiced by Neil deGrasse Tyson, Ooh. and so they're they're kind of bargaining with the meteor. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a, a, a their life and death struggle is portrayed through them shouting into the sky, Whoa. and then every once in a while it will shout back something. Man versus nature at its height. <laughs> yeah. Animal versus nature. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Kind of weird. Definitely. Um, and nature is very, you know, it, it. it's not that it wants to destroy. It is that they have been put on this path that is destruction. And destruction is what the earth will have when nature does not have anything standing in its way. Oh and which goodness. is which is kind of a metaphor for the fact that when man comes about, man versus nature will be the new fight. Right. The animals will stand aside and serve man as man mm-hmm. fights nature. Mm-hmm. And yet nature says right now you cannot stop me because there is no man. Right, right. And so the last 10 minutes of the movie, a man appears. Uh-huh. It's because the Ice Age is over uh-huh. and the dinosaurs or whatever whatever dinosaur equivalent you, creatures you are dead. You saw the first movie, right? So, <laughs> so okay. man appears and takes takes over. Wow. Yeah. I think the man's going to come out and he's going to hit the meteor or the giant baseball bat. Oh, what? Yeah. A big club? Back. Yeah, a big like club. Like a big baseball club bat club? Back in to the stratosphere. Mm, definitely, definitely. Sounds about right. Yeah. So it's going to make that Ice Age, the next Ice Age, really weird. But Ice I'm, Age I'm ready. All right, who's next? That's me. Go, go <laughs> for it. Oh, my goodness. Lights Out, directed by David F. Sandberg. This trailer scared the shit out of me. Starring <laughs> Teresa Palmer, uh, Gabriel Bateman, Maria Bello, and Billy Burke. When her little brother, Martin, experiences the same events that once tested her sanity, Rebecca works to unlock the truth behind the terror, which brings her face-to-face with an entity that has an attachment to their mother, Sophie. A lot of names. That's weird. Uh, So first things first, before I get into this, I just want everyone to look up uh, a little online video vine that this movie clearly takes inspiration from. Remember I showed it to you, Andrew? 
where it's like the, what would happen in real life if, if there oh, was yeah, a ghost. Oh, yeah, but I thought, I thought, I mean, this movie's based on a short, short film. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, there's this... So I don't know which one came first, the vine or the short film. Yeah, because there's a vine where it's just a bunch of people in a hallway, and they turn a light off, and a, a, a woman shows up the same way it happens in this trailer. Yeah. And they eventually, she gets close, and they just beat her up and shoot her and kill the <laughs> ghost, and then they go back about their day. And I've always thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And then I heard about this movie, and you showed me the trailer, and I'm like, it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Which is the chicken? Which is the egg here? Don't know. So you're saying they're just going to shoot her in the head? I hope so. <laughs> All right. So this movie starts off. We've got Rebecca. She's trying to save Martin. Martin's, uh, he's, let's just say he's a fragile lad. He, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's scared of everything. So when, uh, when this creature shows up, when they start turning off the lights, it gets really bad uh, for, for Martin. He actually ends up winding up in the hospital, which is like the best thing for him because the lights are always on in a hospital. And that's what allows Rebecca to kind of be sure that her brother's going to be okay and to kind of go on this journey. Um, she, of course, lives in a uh, like a little high-rise apartment where um, there's like the red light neon uh, sign across the street that gets blocked every once in a while by big trucks. And that, that leads to the scene where it's, you know, jumping at her and then the light comes back on. So uh, after Rebecca after Rebecca realizes that Martin's going to be safe, the thing comes after her for the first time in years. It's kind of been moving down the line, you know. When her brother came of age, it started attacking him. So she goes on this trick, uh, this, well, trek, my bad, uh, looking to find the source of this ghost. And... Um, it's just, it's super interesting because this is the first time in a long time where uh, their mom, Sophie, just doesn't outright say, no, there's nothing. Like, there's that scene in the trailer where she goes, uh, oh, did we keep you up? And it's just her standing in front of that dark closet. Yeah. And Sophie just straight up says, hey, you know, my friend, uh, I, was, I had this friend and she died mysteriously. And it, it kind of goes down this path, which is very Witcher-esque, by the way, because in The Witcher, you're whenever there's a ghost that's that's claiming people or some type of demon, you usually have to find its body because it's, it hasn't been buried, its proper rites haven't been done, you know what I mean? And you've got to find the body and burn it and do like a little a little seance, a little thing in order to, to help the ghost move on into the afterlife. And that's what this chick does. So it's, it's interesting that this movie ends up being like a modern telling of Witcher. Uh, I didn't think the people who wrote the Polish book series realized that uh, some, you know, random uh, movie house in America would license their work and modernize it with a female character. But she, she's she's all the way, you know. She she went through the trials. She knows how to use two different kinds of swords: one steel for for people, one silver for for monsters. And uh, you know, Rebecca does a great job as a witcher, and she she sends Sophie to the afterlife. Uh, the weird thing is, though, is when she does that, her mother like goes catatonic and goes into a coma. Ooh. And it's, it, it, they find out that it wasn't her friend. It was her twin. Oh, shit. And the only reason Sophie was connected to the world was because she was using that twin bond mm. that, that they had. And uh, as soon as, as, soon as the, the ghost leaves the mortal realm, Sophie is never the same. Mm. Yeah. I think you're pretty right I try to I try to be as close as possible while adding my own flair to it but that was lights out I mean it's Blumhouse they always have a twist like that mm-hmm. 
Alright, so it's my turn? Yes. Yep. Alright. Mine is uh, Don't Think Twice. It's in limited release. Directed by Mark Bur- Mike Berbiglia, mm-hmm. the comedian. Yes, indeed. Oh, nice. Um, if, of Sleepwalk With Me fame. Uh, okay, so it stars Keegan-Michael Key, Gillian Jacobs, Mike Berbiglia, and Chris Gethard. So that's a pretty strong cast right there. Mm-hmm. Um, when a member of a popular New York City improv troupe gets a huge break, the rest of the group, all best friends, start to realize that not everyone is going to make it after all. Well, um, I think that uh, Keegan-Michael Key is going to be the successful one. And then um, Gillian Jacobs, um, she's going to become like a waitress at Gelson's. Is that a deli? Or no, that's a grocery store. She becomes yeah. a checkout girl at Gelson's. Oh, hold on, hold on. They do have like a little deli section. So okay, she could. So she's a clerk at the deli at Gelson's. Mm-hmm. And Mike Berbiglia becomes like an angry blogger. And he lives in his mom's basement. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, Chris Gethard starts a podcast. And he becomes the, like, super successful. He becomes even more successful because of his successful podcast. And um, and then Kiko Michael Key gets fired from SNL. And then he um, jumps off a bridge. Whoa. The, the Bay Bridge. Whoa. Or the Brooklyn Bridge. One of those bridges. Them bridges. Because he, he, he jumps he off says, of Jeff he Bridges. Says the, oh, he says, Jesus he says the Christ. N-word on an episode of SNL. And oh, no. Whoa. Well. And then he jumps off of Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Jeez. Off of his, off of his, off of Jeff Bridges. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm actually, I want to see this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, not, it's got people liking it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... I I don't know. Looks good. That's my pick. All right. So now we can end the guessing. Yay. Uh, that's that's that for Guess the Ending. Uh, I believe uh, next week we'll be reviewing Star Trek. Eh, I guess. Probably. We kind of have to. Uh, <laughs> kind of have to. Well, we're con- con- contracting During the premiere at Comic-Con. Yeah, I don't know if I'll make it to that. You have to get there at noon, and you can enter a lottery yeah. on Wednesday, but I'm not doing that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's going to bring it end to episode 285. Um, sweet. Hmm? He said sweet. sweet. Yeah. Uh, Super this, sweet. This has been uh, in the works for a while, and I wanted to announce it now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, that uh, episode 300 uh, is coming up. Uh, and that episode 300 will be uh, uh, the beginning of a change uh, for the show uh, where I will have a much smaller role yeah. uh, in the show. I will not be appearing on every episode starting then. Uh, You're retiring? Uh, not retiring. Retiring to your ranch? <laughs> yeah, the podcast ranch. Where the I, Benview Ranch. Yeah, the Benview Ranch, where I nurse the the little podcasts along mm-hmm. <laughs> until they can go out on their own in the in the world. Uh, no, we'll uh, we'll see how how that goes from there. Yeah, uh, but it, it'll be exciting. Yeah, I'll it's gonna sti- be fun. I'll still be on sometimes. Right, right, right. Uh, but you know, as your busy schedule dictates. Yeah, 
Uh, but you know, me, me and Benson have been working on a new show. Uh, you know, pick your path. I've got a lot of, a lot of other things, a lot of things that I'm juggling. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how the future pans out. Uh, but I'm, I'm very excited. I think Jordan's going to do a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward the torch. to the challenge. I'm going to, uh, bring a, bring a whole, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to keep the same basic structure. We'll keep it going for a while and then mm-hmm. we'll see how it, if, if it evolves, it evolves. Uh, but I just I look forward to uh, carrying the torch. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good time. It's gonna be the Jordan No Andrews hour. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a special segment where what would Andrew say if he were here? I feel like you're gonna talk a lot more about TV shows. Maybe that's your whole <laughs> maybe that's your whole deal. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, but until then, I'll still be here. Uh, I've still got another what 15 episodes or so. Right. Right. Uh, but so that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, of Nerds Eye View. Thank you, Brenda, for for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Yeah, it's been great. Love Ghostbusters. If you couldn't tell that before. <laughs> yeah, I I knew you'd be a very fun guest for this episode. Yeah. Uh, so until next week, uh, this has been episode two eighty five. I'm Andrew. We also have Brendo here. Oh, am I supposed to say something? It's okay, Brendo. Yeah. And I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if a suited dude comes up to you and says, "Yeah, it's only." 21000 a month. Don't tell them to go to hell. You'll, you'll get the place at the end of the movie. Don't worry about it. <sighs> Take a breath. Drink some water. <laughs> Is it Feig or Feig? I don't Feig? know. Feig. 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 Okay, Feig. Okay. That's not to be confused with... Who's that? Uh, the Marvel guy is Kevin Fe- Feige? Feige. Kevin Feige. Yeah. Feige and yep. Feige. Messes me up. Yep. I don't like that at all. <laughs>
supposed to be in the in the middle of the big end finale, and a lot of people are like, that's going to stop the movie, like, dead. I feel like it would have messed mm-hmm. up the pacing a little yeah. bit, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see it in the And in I'm the glad it was credits. in there, because it just was a fun thing over the the credits, and then some of the other, like, filler-in scenes, like, just them, like, when you see them, like, just the different stuff that they do, like, that was cool. Yeah, Kate McKinnon with her gadgets, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they got Sigourney Weaver in right at the yeah. end. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so great. I almost—I know it would have been dumb, but that would have been when I saw her and saw her next to Kate McKinnon. I was like, "That's her mom. That looks yeah, like I it thought could they were be her say mom." I—I uh, I noticed something very interesting. So part of um, uh, Kate McKinnon's wardrobe, uh, she had like a the screw you uh, this, thing. Yes, but and, and then but Sigourney Weaver had so it so too. So did Sigourney Weaver. So I—I I thought I didn't think when I saw it on Sigourney Weaver, I thought. Oh, this isn't screw you. This is some kind of society or something. It's, they're I think in it's the university, society or the school that they. Yeah. I think it's it to the professor. university. Yeah, that sh- but that why the professors is screw? From. Like that's, yeah, it was very, it was very maybe odd. Maybe it's some but weird, I, kooky. I loved it. I, I bet it's like a uh, like a like a fringe engineering school mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, where they make crazy oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, because they're like engineers, so screws and like I don't know. Maybe it's just some nickname for it. Yeah, yeah. like, but I thought so. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, I love that. That that kind of weird little detail I just get super into. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess we didn't talk about this during the um, normal, but yeah. like everybody had been freaking out about the villain and all this stuff, and I thought right. he was great. I thought he was cool. Yeah, he was like a little weirdo. A little weirdo, yeah, man. Yeah, like it was cool. And then like when he, like the whole like possession thing was cool. Yeah, it was I really liked all the, like the, <laughs> like the different, like when he possessed, in the way like the Bill Murray, that whole thing was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really. I wasn't expecting. I that. was way more. I loved the Dan Aykroyd cameo. Yeah. Oh my god, it was amazing, and I that was one where Derek that. even was like, because Derek had read that and he knew that was, and he he was like, he was get, he had thought like that on paper it just sounded so goofy uh-huh. and cheesy, but then like it was amazing. It yeah. Was great. He even said like it was great, mm-hmm. and um, because yeah, I um, but I loved all the cameos. I thought I, I really Ernie Hudson's was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like that. I, a lot. I I freaked I freaked out for Annie Potts. I, I I loved all of them, <laughs> especially when she was like she did the what do you want like yeah. her the Janine style, like she was basically Janine. Yeah, and and that was great. Um, and and I just I don't know I liked there was like just some cool little, like some cool little music cues like when they're going in and the the piano's playing, the Ghostbusters thing and there was um. Again, like you said, the detail on the ghosts, like all the different ghosts. I don't know. There's just so much that I really. There's so many little cool little things, and and they have lots of again lots of possibilities because they introduce some of these like even the ghosts that they like the first ghost like that ghost lady. I want to know more about her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and the dragon thing, I was very oh intrigued gosh, yeah. because that's you know that's not a human. That's closer to right? something like the Slimer. Yeah, uh, which is like a, a you know less of a human and more of so, like so a he was like a demon concept or something. Or something. Yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued by that idea. Uh, B- Brenda, what did you think about the lady Slimer? Oh my god, I love the lady Slimer. I love the whole <laughs> fact that like he's driving love, around everybody. Yeah, that Slimer. It's just like the party ghosts, and he's got his lady, and then mm. like they inadvertently like they're like the crux of the movie, but like yeah, in a they help. Way. They help. They help power the the revolution of the uh yeah, yeah. the portal I, mean, I just i love slimer and i thought it was great and he looked great mm-hmm. and yeah, he looked fantastic um it was really fun i thought that whole thing was fun um 
and again like the the ecto and all that and um they had and, and again like with the video game like the whole roof like the the nuclear accelerator on the roof that was a that was a key point in the video game mm-hmm. there was a bunch of stuff from the video game that i thought was cool um, uh, i don't know if, how much of that was intentional but yeah i think some of it was cuz i think like they this there there's been a couple passes on the script and like and and so some of the people that were involved with this script were involved with the video game one, mm-hmm. and because I mean that was I you know you know Dan Aykroyd like had at least a little bit of a like, I mean he 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 had some in, a little bit of involvement I mean he got an executive producer credit out of it mm-hmm. but I think that was mostly because of the characters you know yeah mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm kind of uh, this is another like modern movie thing because uh, I can think of at least two examples of other films that do this I I didn't like super love the you know having to go through the portal to save uh abby it was very it, it would immediately reminded me of avengers well it, it, avengers ant-man did that kind of with the um ant-man did the dimension and, and big hero six big hero six did well, it. a bunch um, of movies have done it recently. yeah i don't want to spoil anything but it is a big part of stranger things <laughs> okay well not in the same way. We're talking Not about the same way. We're but talking about like, like one person goes through a portal and someone else thing. has to but go. But that visual, I yeah. guess yeah. you're right. I guess it is because that visual though, you're right. Because I've seen that. We've seen so that many a bunch. times. I, like a that was the one part where I'm like, oh, this like we've seen this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I, I so yeah. I that was the one part where I could see where I'm like, all right, this is a little played out. Yeah. I I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's much like the, you know, having to fight a bunch of, you know, faceless creatures. It's like become this modern movie staple. Yep. Uh, But I, I, you know, that was the thing that I felt least fit in this entire film. Yeah. Because I liked, I mean, Brenda, you keep referencing the video game because it was so good. And part of the video game was like, when you went through to the other dimension, it was like a hellish landscape. You were like, and then you had to like figure out what to do and everything was up. like the, like the. The hell light version of the library yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah it was really like, cool in the game. I was that's I was almost hoping. I'm like, oh my god, they're going to the other side. Yeah, like and, I thought that's where they were gonna have to finish things off. Like they were actually gonna go into it, but um, maybe next time. I don't know. Yeah, because it's just it's always it's always a concept that has happened in other forms of Ghostbusters. Because in the movie they do it. I mean, in the video game they do it, and in the um, real Ghostbusters. My favorite episodes of the show are the one where they actually go in to the containment unit, mm. and then yeah. the whole like those were really world. cool. Those were really cool. And yeah. They were really freaky. Yeah, like, and this and this just feels like oh, we green screen the heck out of this place, yeah. and it's just a big swirling blob, vortex, like swirling blob. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, like what was that? And it like, didn't that, even it didn't even like follow through with it because they both have white hair afterwards. And then in the next scene, they have normal hair. Well, they dyed their hair. Well, they dyed it. Still. And they made yeah. jokes about dyeing it. I think it, it. I I think it was, was But that, that would have been a cool look to have, like... <laughs> and I didn't understand why their hair turned white. Like, that was just, like, I guess I that's a visual that's gag. The, yeah. That's a common, like, paranormal thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you, um, you see ghosts when you see a ghost, ghost your hair goes white. You. Yeah. 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 Um, and also yes. just the, the crossing the dimensions and... Um, and, and and I did, and like that's another thing that I liked is there are some weird, like the thing with the Ghostbusters is it does have some weird, like not historical but paranormal, like it's it actually like they actually it's actually based on like paranormal research. Yeah. So like they reference things in the original Ghostbusters. In this one, they like talk about like Lee lines. Like that's I'm not it's not a like I'm not I'm gonna say real thing in quotes. Uh-huh. Um, 
But that's like an actual paranormal. If you like study mm-hmm. the paranormal, that's like a real. So I always like how they insert stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? And like they kind of on this like goofy, you know, like I don't know paranormal stuff. And that's like because I had learned I had learned about those. If you ever read um, the comic book from Hell, oh no, Alan Moore, um, no, he I goes way into Lee lines huh. and, and tying with the Jack the Ripper, like. Because it, it's I, I it's it's hard it it all it'll I could talk about that for a long time yeah mm-hmm. but um I thought that was really cool like some of those details and then just the details of like all their like you said like their gear and all the like stuff I thought it was really well like the sets and everything just yeah. really puts you right there because when you look at the old movies they're very clearly just like plastic boxes with a bunch of lights. Yeah, and, and uh, I like the new PKE meter. I yeah. thought it was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I there is a really funny moment where she's like, "I didn't even know it did that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the the and then like yeah, it just felt it, like that's it really was like ghost, but like when they're just like they're kind of just like just blowing shit away with their equipment. They don't quite, and then like when they're but then they're also like. Like they have those moments where they're just—it really was like total Ghostbusters moments when they're all like the with the mannequin monster, the mannequins and yeah. all the slime and yeah. I don't know, the slime was great. Mm-hmm. I, I I just yeah. There was the proper amount of slime in this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. The the writing was also on point. Like one of my favorite things was near the end where she goes, "We just—he just figured out how to use the phone. <laughs> we want <laughs> yeah. him back. He just figured out how to use the phone." Yeah. Oh, Kevin, so fun. I I kind of um, think it might be fun. Uh, I think you guys will disagree because uh, it's a good character, but I think it'd be kind of fun if they didn't have Kevin back in the next film and they had another another man and they just kind of explained it away. They should have like another like super hunky like Chris Evans or some like other big. Because I think I think that's a trend of of um the female role in a you know in a male hero film mm-hmm. is like you know oh it's just a different woman the next well, year it's, it's like whatever it's also this is a real thing i saw on facebook today uh-huh. with some dude complaining about how like oh the only male character is like really dumb and and then it was just, and then a bunch of women replied to him like oh how does that feel how does it feel <laughs> you asshole like yeah like i i think it'd be great to have him gone, but have him be the one who goes and sets up a franchise somewhere. Yeah. So he's <laughs> so he's away, like setting it, like oh boy. having yeah. having. Yeah. He's a little like smarter his, because of his like experience. Kevin's Ghostbusters. Yeah, and he's off starting his own thing, and they I need do, to get a new oh hunky God, guy. I do in love when he was standing outside by the motorcycle. And he goes, like, I'm, "I'm a Ghostbuster. I'm a part I'm of help. this." Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin." He had handwritten his name on a yeah. piece of yeah. tape for his yep. jumpsuit. Oh, Kevin. It was. It was. Oh it reminded God. me of like when Lewis puts on the gear in Ghostbusters Two. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was really. It was. It was. But it was. It was. I thought it was. It was different enough that it was still. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of one of the big scenes in Ghostbusters. So 2. just have Kristen Wiig be that much closer to committing sexual <laughs> harassment at the workplace again. <laughs> um, another thing that I think people might complain about, but I don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Is the you know uh, it, it's they don't fight the stay puff mar- stay puff mars- mars- oh boy stay puff marshmallow man they 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 That's fight the, the marshmallow they fight, balloon they f- well no yeah. they fight a big ghost I mean it's man. another big yeah, yeah. it's a big like, squishy guy I don't mind well, that he, he looks like does a the whole boogie. thing where he's like well he's like because they do like choose the form yeah 
and then like and then you're like oh what's gonna happen now mm-hmm. and then he kind of is like it's the twist he's like oh you got your because oh my god i was dying kevin's logos <laughs> yeah <laughs> the boob what bigger boobs mm-hmm. like oh well, in the credits when they show boobs. a couple of different versions of his uh-huh. bigger boobs yeah, yeah. and yeah. but like but yeah so i mean like i don't know because the toys spoiled that mm-hmm Toys always Which spoil that. Toys always spoil shit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so weird that that's like the truth now, and and people were going crazy. But I think it wasn't it wasn't as I mean like it wasn't it wasn't like my favorite thing, but, but it wasn't people were expecting it to just be terrible, and it was it wasn't it wasn't in it for very it was very brief. Yeah, yeah. and and I think it's also foreshadowed. Yeah. It makes sense for the character because. Earlier in the film, he's taking their logo and drawing teeth on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's already yeah. got this in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think it, it worked with the villain. And again, like I really like that villain. And his whole point is he's kind of using their work. Like he he is the antithesis to them, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's the way he sees himself. So it makes sense that he would kind of bastardize their logo and turn that into you know what they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think I think it's perfect for the film. It works. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is there? Uh, do we want to talk more about like Bill Murray's character? I I was kind of intrigued by that. Yeah, that he's kind of playing like the the opposite. Mm-hmm. He's playing. Yeah, I think there were some people that actually th- like were hoping that it would end up being Venkman, like just yeah. posing. But I mean, you, I guess if you want to think that, maybe there's some fan fiction out there. But um, it doesn't matter because he's dead now. But now, but I, and I you know, think I don't that think was, they but officially they don't show him. him dead. Yeah. Yeah, but Bill Murray had said, like, he always said, if they come back, they have to kill me. Yeah. And they did. Um, and I think that was, I thought it was funny. Oh, yeah, he, he, he signed the Harrison Ford contract? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I, I do like that the, very specifically this film is its own separate thing. Mm-hmm. Where each of these characters, the actors that come back, they play different uh, roles. a different role very specifically. It's not... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm the same person, but I'm doing this now. It's, mm-hmm. you know, this is its own universe. Mm-hmm. We are here to be, you know, not passing the torch necessarily, mm-hmm. but as a, like a show of good faith almost. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm told, and I think it's great. And it was funny. And, and I think they all, and I think they were all into it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, about the villain, did either of you think that maybe he was serving some greater power like Zool. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I think that cause how, I mean, I, I think he might've like some entity might've inspired him mm-hmm. to like, cause I mean, like he basically like, I mean, like I don't know if one person can just do what he did, you know? Mm-hmm. So well, I mean, he, what, he, had, what, he had read their book. What was he saying? The fourth coming or the fourth apocalypse? The fourth apocalypse. Yeah. So no cataclysm. What's cataclysm? Fourth cataclysm. Cataclysm. Yeah. So I was I was kind of intrigued if that was, uh, if if that made you guys think you know that he was serving something whether or not serving, yeah, I mean I know this has, Dozer, yeah I, I know, don't know I mean we'll see we'll see what happens I know this is like not even talking about that but I really love the effect of all of the the mirrors and, and picture frames with all the yeah. hands and faces mm-hmm. it was really yeah, freaky there's some cool effects yeah 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 really cool stuff. Yeah, that was good. I don't know. I'm to, I I think I've run out of. Yeah, I don't know what else to talk about. I like the concert scene too. Was, I actually have a friend who was an extra nice. in that scene. Said 
it was a lot of, like, you know, stand, because I think he had never done extra work, so he didn't know what to expect, and I'm like, it's going to be a lot of standing around, and they, 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 he did that over multiple days, mm-hmm. and, um, but, um, yeah, I, I think, I thought that was a fun, really fun scene, mm-hmm. and then the Aussie cameo. Yeah, that was a little odd. Yeah, it was, it did seem kind of, like, spliced in Yeah, there. yeah. Like, and it was especially. But I think that's how Ozzy is all the time. Oh so. yeah, but um, didn't he just like break up with his wife? And it was really well, sad because it's that whole thing. So that was a little yeah. bit like mis- like for, yeah. for have him say Sharon. Yeah, he was like wait. Yeah. No. That's that 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 kind of was more of a bummer to me. Yeah. I was like oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah. Uh, but no, I loved how they they crammed in a lot of you know good ghost scenes. Yeah. They they had them you know busting ghosts like that's that's what I want out of this that's kind of what a you movie. Want. You want them busting ghosts yeah. and and like I don't Crack know every and time and ghosts. you know the 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 car pulls up and the sirens are going and then mm-hmm. they run out and they're just I just that's the Ghostbusters and it had all that mm-hmm. and I think it did it really well. I I even liked like the first I thought it was funny like they had to take they took the taxi the first time you know before they had their car and, <laughs> yeah and then and then I love the like. At first, because they when they first go to the firehouse, and then when they're like, "This will that's like however much money," and she's like, "Go to hell!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah she says that right off. That was a pretty funny moment. Because it's true, like they like they wouldn't like if, even in nineteen eighty four, the Ghostbusters would not have been able to afford that firehouse. Yeah. So I love that they bring that up in this one. Mm-hmm. No, they do like, they they do a lot of good funny stuff like that. Stripper yeah. pole. Yeah. Stripper pole. Stripper pole. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, this is like the last thing I can think of. Uh, in, a, in a lot of the the um, commercials that I saw, they used things that were from very late in the film. Yeah. Uh, that that little ghost bear trap thing. That's from the credits. That's scene. from like right at the end. That's from the credits. Yeah. Scene. yeah. One of the mid credit scenes. Yeah, which I thought was very strange. I unless people... it was somewhere else in the movie, and then mm-hmm. they cut it. Well, no, I think didn't their hair match? Yeah. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, because they did the weird hair thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's just strange to me how people put together whoever's in charge of putting together trailers like just sucks. Yeah, it's weird. Like don't like you don't need to do anything from the I've last thirty minutes of, of the movie. That seems to be a common thing lately. Where I've seen like end scenes in trailers. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just ridiculous. Trailers like, now seem to me to seem to like they again like most of them. There isn't, but there, there. I, I rarely see a trailer now that's like a true teaser. Yeah. It's, it's usually gives a lot of information or too much. Mm-hmm. Those seem to be the two types of trailers that are out now, like, yeah. or just like gives you because like, and the other problem now is like they put out some of these trailers so early and the directors have no say. Yeah. And so you got, and then they're like marketing people have at it, mm-hmm. and I think that's what happened with these with the trailers for this movie yeah, is and like the, the filmmakers have very little input and, and then they kind of, I don't know, like it gets taken over by marketing and a lot of times like that has like disastrous results. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that's it for our discussion. All right. Uh, so if you listen this far, uh, thanks. Yeah. This podcast is a part of the Benview network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.